You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? Doing great. Doing great. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Got a little fall weather, a little fall weather. Feels morning good this for morning. change. Felt great this morning. Yeah. Felt great. We had a great weekend this past weekend, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. In fact, I'm glad we had a great weekend this past weekend, because we had two different events going on across our state. What did you have? So, our juniors were at Darlington Country Club. Newly um, renovated, darling. Newly renovated. They're working on it. In fact, they're working on number 18 as we speak. I think they had to play it as a par three this weekend. But okay. uh, our player series, which has been such a hit for us and for, for the junior level, uh, was there for, for their two-day event and uh, had a full field, had, had actually had people on the waiting list. That's awesome. So it was great. That, that player series is really doing good. Michael McKee's taking that and done a great job with it. And I, I think they had right at 80 players that, that played on it this weekend. So, again – uh, good good times at Darlington, and when it was all said and done, in the girls' thirteen and eighteen division, Miss Emerson Devers from Merle's Inlet, uh, sixty, uh, excuse me, seventy four, sixty nine. Wow, one forty three. Good playing. Well, that'll get you a championship every yeah, time, right? It should, should. Uh, and then the boys equally as impressive. Uh, the boys thirteen and eighteen, Michael Gavin from Hilton Head Island shot shot two rounds of seventy seventy for one forty. Good playing, one forty. Yeah, yeah. it's great playing. Again, just a a great series, been very popular, been very successful, and we're, we're excited and we're looking forward to bringing it back for, for 2023 and, and continuing on with that, that developmental series. I was about to say, that was started because you had a wait list on major tournaments. Now those have wait lists. Yeah, again, it's, it's our, for those who don't know, it's, it's our it's our Corn Ferry Tour for, for the Junior Golf Association. The kids can earn points within the player series and, and earn their way up into these other championships. And even, if, you know, these Emerson and Michael just won some exemptions into a couple of different events. So it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's been really good. Been yeah. A good gap filler between, you know, our, 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 our hooting the bluefish Monday series and then the, the majors. Yeah. And then the majors. So. Yeah. Um, the same time that Michael and his crew were there at pub links, I mean, at the uh, player series, we were at the pub links championship and we uh, in Charleston. Brand new event. Brand new event, inaugural event. You know, the USGA used to do the pub links, and they had a hard time vetting entrance because of, well, they're at the national level, and they didn't know if Cacique was a private course or a public course. Maybe. Right. Um, and, you know, they also got rid of their pub links championship because they brought on, I think, it was the U.S. Women's Senior Open. Yeah. Uh, so, so, anyhow, we've been talking about this for a couple of years and finally decided to pull the trigger on it, and we had a wonderful partner, which I just think is a perfect match with uh, what we're trying to do with our Pub Links Championship and the course we went to, which was the Muni in Charleston. Yep. Charleston yep. Municipal Golf Course. Um, been around since 1927, I think. Um, just newly renovated in the last couple of years. Just a, a perfect public golf course for a public golf tournament. <laughs> uh, and man was it ever we had a great event mother nature even cooperated she gave us two beautiful days down there i uh, had right at 80 guys playing in the event uh it was all you had to have a 10.4 less to get in to register okay. um handicap wise and then after the first day we flighted into four different divisions so even the second day even if you some of the big numbers had had a chance to play for a little something on the second round did y'all do the food trucks you know what Come to find out, the food trucks were in the plans. Yeah. Come to find out, there was some sort of a restaurant festival or something in Charleston, yeah. and it wasn't a food truck to be found. <laughs> but we did bring in some barbecue. Ah, I think it's Martin's Barbecue is who it was. Nice. Uh, incredible. And I know, yeah. A, you and I talk about barbecue, barbecue a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was really, really good barbecue. I like it. Um, and But we had a great tournament, like I said. Uh, we, in, in the end, to finish it all up, when it was all said and done, we had a – we had a tie for the lead. Man. Uh, Colin Floyd and Wade Warner both shot 69-75 uh, for an even par 144 score. So we had to had to take it to the playoff, right? Yeah. Um, quick playoff story. Uh, we, we take them to 18. Uh, they both make miraculous birdies on 18. I mean, I'm talking about like almost gimme birdies for the both of them. Yeah. We take them back to 18, and Wade hits it in the left bunker. And Colin stands up there and hits it down the right side and catches the cart path. And we had about 25 or 30 people watching. And catches the cart path, and it hits a spectator and bounces out of bounds. Really? Yep. 
Man. So Wade doing the proper thing, played it smart. He chipped out the bunker and hit it up on the green on the left side of the green. And Colin hit his his, his third shot off the tee just right down the middle, and then hit his his fourth shot from the fairway, probably about twenty feet below the hole on the bottom tier. Right. Um, well, Colin makes and Wade three whips it for uh, a championship. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so it was a flip of the script. That's why you play the game. You just never know at any point in time what's going to happen. But you Colin don't. Ford came away with the first championship, uh, an out-of-bounds playoff bogey to, to win the first Publinks championship. <laughs> um, it was really great. We, the, the friends of the Muni were down there, and they volunteered their times, and, and we were able to donate a little bit. Of, we ran a little unofficial skins game and gave, were able to donate a little bit back to the friends of the Muni from that. Uh, and it was just a really good weekend. It was, it was public golf. It's, it's golf at, at what we're at, at its core, what we're trying to do, which was which was great. And yeah. we, I think, I think, I think we got it set up. I think we're going to be back there again. This could be the home of the Publix Championship. I can see that happening. Yeah, it was it was great. We're excited and, and, and glad to have first new event in seven years, first new championship in seven years. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, well, thank you. It was Kurt Page put a lot of effort into it. And I want to thank him. Everybody knows him. Rook, as everybody knows him, put yeah. a lot of effort in that first championship. Yeah. Uh, coming up, Alan, you know, here we are. This is October 3rd as this episode's coming out. And um, we, we don't know exactly what we'd have done this past weekend yet, but uh, we, we got the junior, the Rick Veith Junior Four Balls supposed to be at the Fort in 96 on October 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, and this is the revival of that four ball event, and it's under the Players Series uh, umbrella. And uh, we're really excited about it. But right now, there's a little storm called Ian floating around. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're waiting to hear what's going to happen with it. So hopefully we can get out there and get that thing done. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And then in the Monday, the day this does come out, we're going to be in, at Lexington, the Country Club of Lexington, for the USAM four-ball qualifier, one of two. Uh, we're doing another one in, in December. Uh, so we just enough interest with that USAM four-ball. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be close. Is it going to be a Kiowa next year? I don't know. I can't remember. But we're doing two of them. So this is the one of two. Uh, and then that weekend – uh, our, our last major individual major championship of the year, our, our, our mid-amateur championship, uh, October the seventh through the ninth, will be at Daltall. Yeah, uh, and a little different this year, eh? We're going to play. You know, it's a three-day event. Uh, we're going to play the Cotton Dyke course on thir- on Friday. We're going to play Morgan River on Saturday, and then we're going to play Cotton Dyke again on Sunday. Cool. So everybody's going to get a full dose of of Daltall. Absolutely. We're excited. They've they've been good to us, and we're excited. Always excited to go back. And then at that same weekend, I like told you. Things don't slow down for us. So no. that same weekend, the 8th and the 9th, our junior crowd will be up at Cobbs Glen for the second annual Jackie Sewell Junior Championship. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're full field again, a lot of interest. Uh, you know, just a great event for a great cause for Mr. Sewell. And, and some of that, those funds go back to the scholarship that was created in his name and just a, another great weekend and a great opportunity for, for golf and a lot of golf going on in the next two weeks, but we're excited to be a part of it and, and, and looking forward to what we got coming. A lot of good weather, hopefully. Yeah, if we can get this Hurricane Ian out of here, we can maybe maybe have a good run, good stretch. There you go. And so to sign up for any of these events, it might be late now, but there is the app. Yeah, it, it, well, it might be late to sign up, but you can still go to our My SCGA app and, and follow scores for the SCGA events, you know, the, the, for, for the mid-am coming up particular. And uh, and then for the, the juniors, they have their own app, the SCJGA app. They do it through Blue Golf, and okay. you can follow all the scores there as well. Um, but again, with my SCGA app, it's uh, it's it's SCGA at your fingertips. You can register for future events and see past events and all kinds of good stuff. And today we have Clarissa Childs. Yeah, what an honor, Clarissa Childs. Uh, she's the executive director with the Women's South Carolina Golf Association. Uh, we work very closely with them, uh, trying to conduct events and, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Clarissa and I spend a lot of time together, and uh, she's a busy woman. I was glad we could sneak her in here for this episode. So. <laughs> yep. uh, I think she had a lot of good things to say, a lot of interesting facts about her from all the way from California to here, and I hope everybody enjoys the listen. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. 
To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are lucky to be joined by the WSCGA Executive Director, Clarissa Childs. Clarissa, how are you? Hey, Alan, doing good. Good. One of my favorite people here. A mover and a shaker, in my opinion. <laughs> she does a lot. She stays busy. She's got. She's a one-man band for a long time. Finally got a little bit of help this summer, I think. I'm finally keeping up with myself. So. <laughs> All right, so tell us, how did you get introduced to golf? Um, so I started when I was seven. I grew up about uh, three blocks from our country club. Both my parents played. In and they, California, correct? Uh, yes, Glendale, yeah. California. And they signed my sister and I up for a junior clinic, a week-long junior clinic. And I loved it. She didn't. And uh, it was I was done by then. Just played golf every day, all day. Did you play in high school, in the high school team? Yeah, I played on the boys' team. There was no girls' teams back then. Right. Did you beat them? Yes, I was number one, number two player. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> so you probably got a little discrimination on the first tee at tournaments or the high school championship, didn't you? Like guys kind of snickering? Or how did you handle all that? Not after she beat them, she right. didn't snicker. Yeah. You know what? We never – Never felt it as discrimination or anything. I mean, I played the same tees they did. I didn't, right. you know, play a ladies' tee or anything, and nobody ever said anything. Probably because I could beat them. And, no. You know. So you grew up playing around California. Yes. And how did you end up? I think it's. I feel I've heard it before. About Christy did not recruit you at TCU, correct? Correct. She did not recruit me. You to wanted TCU. to go to TCU. Well, I don't know about all that, uh, but just so my mom told my sister and I when we went to school, we can go anywhere we wanted, but we had to go out of state. And uh, I think she thought I would go to University of Arizona because my grandpa was one of the founders, and that's where my sister went. I was like, it's too hot. <laughs> so um, I sent letters to Michigan, Nebraska, um, gosh, I don't know, New Mexico. And uh, I actually played with a senior Gamecock uh, golfer, Vicky, or no, Debbie Eckroth, at the Silver Bell, which is a Christmas tournament in Arizona. And we were paired together, and after we played, she came back and told um, Kim Erickson about me, and I got a letter in the mail uh, from University of South Carolina. And I t- honestly, I didn't even know there was a, another USC until I saw the letter in the mail. <laughs> really? And obviously, if you didn't go to Arizona because it was hot, you didn't know how hot it was in Columbia, South Carolina either, <laughs> did you? <laughs> That's right. In fact, on my recruiting trip, they flew me out in the fall, and the grass was all brown, and I was like, the grass is dead. You know, brown grass in California is dead. Right. And they're like, it's not dead. It's dormant. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's dead. That's they're like, funny. we promise it will be green. Real quick, before we get more into college, I want to find out, your, I know your junior career in high school, did you a lot, of, a lot of junior golf tournaments, girls tournaments growing up in California? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I played about uh, five a week, one every day, Monday through, Monday through Friday. Oh, they would send out a packet at the beginning of the year and on a little card and just huge packet and my get a calendar and uh, in the kitchen mom would say pick out the golf courses you want to play and then make your own schedule so we'd call our friends like hey you playing in this one you playing <laughs> this one there was only one tournament that she wouldn't let me play um it was washington golf club in compton los oh, angeles really? and she's like you can play anywhere you want but there so man wow so you did so you so you were on the junior tournament train for a long time then i mean you played just about everything you could yeah, I played in my first uh, golf tournament when I was 10 at Griffith Park. Man. Did you ever do any AJGA stuff? I did a few. Um, you know, they would just throw us on a plane and we'd fly in and AJGA would pick us up and send us in housing. We never, you know, most of our, both my parents worked. Uh, most of my friends' parents both worked. So we would all just travel together by ourselves and it was up to the did tournament. Did your parents play golf? Yes. Okay. I think my dad's best handicap was uh, 18, and my mom probably at 28. Okay. Man. So that's, that was the reason for the first camp then. I mean, they, they were mm-hmm. they were involved and wanted to see if y'all would go. What and kind of ball were you playing back then? Do you remember? <laughs> you know what? My favorite was the red slozenger. It was yeah. like a blotta slozenger. Um, that was my favorite, but most of the balls were the ones I found on the golf course. I hear what you. I played. I haven't heard Slozinger in a long time. That's uh, the old, old, old skinny cat old yeah. spread out. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a big brand back in the 80s and brand. 90s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, University of South Carolina, mm-hmm. you, you end up making that commitment coming here. Yes. How was that experience? Um, the first year was culture shock. Okay. Um, I got here and uh, everything was a lot slower. Um, the malls were closed on Sundays. <laughs> um, tried to get an oil change at a car dealership on Saturday. It was closed. Um People drove slower. Yeah. Uh, not anymore, though. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it's changed. Um, everybody took lunch. Like in California, you just do as much as you can, and so you couldn't get anything done at lunchtime. So it was it was a culture shock. And then also, I had to learn the 
the language a little bit and the slangs and stuff. So no, there's no slang around here. We, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Alan, but Chris and I were actually in school together at South Carolina. I had no idea. Yep. I, yep. Wow. We uh, we shared a lot of classes together. So we got we've known each other for a long time. That is interesting. Yep. Good way yeah. back. Way oh, yeah. way yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. I no, I don't guess I did have hair back then. I was then. <laughs> I was wondering if Biff had hair back then. <laughs> Might not quite have been this little hair, but I didn't have much hair then either. So, so y'all played and practiced cobblestone pretty much? Uh, well, our first, our home course, my two freshman and junior year, sophomore year was uh, Woodlands Country Club. Okay. And, um, you know, Dave Con- Thomas would come out there and eat because he owned the course at the time. Yeah. And then when Christy came, um, we left Woodlands. We were at Northwoods. Okay. The Sprint Northwoods for a year yeah. while they were building cobblestone, and then we came out at cobblestone. Who was before Christy? That you were... Kim Erickson Abbott. Okay, it was Kim Erickson Abbott. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Christy Coggins came in. Was it Christy Coggins then? Was it, it was Christy Arney. Christy Arney. Yeah. Okay. So, Arney's Army. What did they call uh, it? <laughs> she was Coggins by the time I met her when I worked here in yeah. 2000, 2006. How long did she coach there at South Carolina? She came in uh, fall of 94 to uh, January 2008. Wow. wow. She was there a long time, then, mm-hmm. 14 years. Very popular lady. Yeah. A lot of people. She's a great lady. Christy Coggins. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She's great. Some of your teammates, you still keep up with some of your teammates from the college days? Oh, yeah. Um, Rebecca Lee then, Gawinski now. We tailgate at football games. Yeah. And, um, April Aarons just came down, or Hathaway now, came down to a football game last weekend and um, keep in touch with Sue I over Malaysia. She flies out and Karin and, um, yeah, we all keep in touch a little bit. Do I have a lot of success in college? We... Um, at that point, we were the highest ranked team. We were ranked sixth nationally uh, for South Carolina. Um, we won the first, uh, you'd say the first SEC championship for the University of South Carolina, except softball just beat us because their <laughs> championship was like the month or week before. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, I was four-time All-SEC, and uh, our teams were great. Awesome. Didn't you, you uh, did you go play or did you assistant coach for a little bit or both? I, uh, when I graduated, I turned pro, um, was the assistant coach while I played the Futures Tour, the mini tour. It's called yeah. the Symmetric Tour now. Yeah. Um, or Epson Tour, I guess. And uh, so I played that for six years. And then when I got my LPGA card in uh, 2002, um, I was volunteer assistant coach while I played the LPGA. And Christy remained my coach the whole time. Did she? Mm-hmm. She's, she's still, still to this coach. day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. she's still my coach. Now she comes out and caddies for me. So is that yeah. right? Yeah. I didn't know she was still coaching you. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. If Clarissa has something going south, that's the first one she calls. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and not just in golf swing, probably life too. But uh, oh yeah. You know. Yeah. How um, was the change from college amateur competitive golf to to the LPGA tour? You know, for me. Um, it wasn't that bad. You know, I grew up with uh, Jill McGill, Lita Lindley, Tiger Woods, um, Emily Klein. Uh, so a bunch of us, we played junior golf together. So And then in college, so we were all friends. So it was just kind of like moving on with your friends. Huh. Um, now when I got out on tour, <clears throat> I made it a point to uh, schedule practice rounds with Joanne Carner and Nancy Lopez and Annika. You know, if, if you want to be the best, you got to play with the best. Um, thank goodness I wasn't shy. So yeah. obviously, uh, I just uh, would sign up and play practice rounds. So it was just kind of the process. Did you learn a lot? Obviously, playing playing with them. I mean, did, did, were they able to teach you some things? Maybe game management more than anything else, or? Yeah, it was. Um, I learned a lot. You know, I traveled with Michelle McGann a lot, and you know, you just pick up things every now and then. Uh, I was at uh, we were at Waikigil, which is in New Rochelle, uh, New York, and actually a couple weeks ago I stopped by our favorite pizza place there. I was driving through. I was like, I gotta have this pizza, and um, I was on the practice screen, and Joanne Carner just randomly comes up to me, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, well, "I'm practicing toe putting because those greens were like severe. I think they blew up the 16th green, literally, <laughs> um, bent super fast." And she's like, "Oh," so she was giving me a toe putting lesson. Um, just you know, came up and did it, and it was awesome. And you know, just that's just the way they all were. You just beat Nancy Lopez in the tournament not too long ago, a month ago. The, the where was that? Oh, I was at the Senior LPGA Championship. Yes. Yeah, yes. Nancy didn't play, but. Um, well, there was another big name. Uh, well, I was tied for fourth going to the final round, um, right behind Annika and right. Kari and um, Jill McGill, who just won the U.S. Senior Women's yeah. Open. Um, so there was everybody was there. I remember looking at the scoreboard, going, "Good for Clarissa, beating some." <laughs> Hall of Fame names out there. So talk to us about the senior LPGA real quick. Uh, so it's uh, 45. 
So, of course, I, you know, 2019 is when I turned 45, and I couldn't wait to be 45. It's just like I can't <laughs> wait to be 50 to play in the USC or Women's right. Open. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we go out now. We, when we played full-time, we were on the road about 45 weeks a year. And so now when we go out there, we see each other, you know, three, four, five times a year. So it's kind of like a big family reunion. Right. I mean, we're still competitive and, and everything, but, you know, I guess you could say when we finish that we're not all on the range. Yeah. We're in another part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, three-day tournaments, right? Yes. Three, three-day events, and one of the big ones, one of them is French Lick. You go every year. Yeah, so French Lick was the senior LPGA championship, okay. and it moved to Salina, um, Kansas, Salina Country Club this year. Right. Um, next year's side is still to be determined. They're still looking for a title sponsor, which is, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. you, know you would think that would be no problem with the names. I mean, it's the household names. And, right. Um, so if anyone's listening, give me a call. Because you're, <laughs> you're on the board, correct? Huh? You're on that board. I am on the Legends Tour board, yes. Yeah. I mean, like you don't have anything else going on. <laughs> right. Right. Let's put something else on the plate. Right. So let's talk. Uh, you coached at Newberry for a little while, too, didn't you? I did. I coached there for Five years, we won two conference championships, um, set some school records. Yeah. So it was Did fun. you live in Newberry when you were there? I commuted. I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering if we thought things slowed down around here. You go to Newberry. <laughs> That's a culture shock coming from Columbia. <laughs> and this, this is from a man from Chapin. So. <laughs> and so from Newberry, that's when you joined the WSCGA, correct? I did. I was um, coaching, and uh, one of the board members reached out and said, hey, you know, you interested in applying for this position? And I did and went through the process and uh, got the job. It's and been, what, five, six years now? 2017. Yeah. Man. Yeah, Clarissa, Clarissa took over in 2017, and then I came in right behind her in first 2018. Right. And uh, we've been collaborating ever since yeah. on a lot of different things with the golf, our golf association, the Women's Golf Association, and obviously the Carolinas Golf Association. And uh, but we got our mixed team coming up here in a couple weeks. Yes. Uh, we'll be down at Mount Venice for it. So we we do a lot of different tournaments together. But I know – so was the administration part of the golf tournament a little bit eye-opening for you compared – because you, you played a lot of them, yeah. but you ain't run a whole lot of them. Well, you know, when I was uh, the assistant at South Carolina, I ran our SEC championship, our Lady Gamecock Classic, regionals we hosted. We wanted to host nationals, but we couldn't because there was a flag flying um downtown uh, yeah and uh so then ncaa wouldn't let us but um so i had been running golf tournaments and, and when i was growing up i would go to the pro shop and i literally would stay there all day and so then if i was like in between games i'd go in the pro shop and help the pros out and work stuff and stuff so it wasn't that much of a change obviously it's a lot more yeah you know it's a lot different than one or two years <laughs> you know about 45 50 yeah. years so yeah. um so it's good yeah i think i could add uh, I add a little more of a player side feel on you know, what the player likes, um, so I just try to spice them up a bit uh, to make our ladies feel special at their events. You know, these are their championships. Right. You know, this is probably the best that they'll play, most of them. Yeah. And so need them to, to feel like championships and one, special. So. One of the first events, uh, I've been, I spent 13 years, almost 13 years with the SCGA, and I want to say one of my first events where I was doing some work with y'all was Caledonia, the Women's Senior Open. Mm-hmm. And Clarissa's driving around her golf cart with shots, handing them out to the players or mini bottles. And I was like, whoa, I don't, that's a whole other level there. That is not nothing we do in SCGA. <laughs> so you do bring some some uh, elevation to the players, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, you just to, you know, keep them happy. Like I said, it's their championships. So we like to, you know, our championships, we like to rope and we order tents and tables and tablecloths and, you know, just to step up our game a bit, um, try to, trophies that they'll like to be proud to display and present not the same thing they get every time so. i will say that about her trophies she does some impressive shopping and, and just go look at their social media platform over the years if you want to, their pictures of seeing what she brings it's always something nice so whether it's a vase or the knives kn- the knives you did this year was pretty cool nice. with the inscription at forest yeah. lake and yeah so you do a great job of that so thank you let's try to keep it different who do you use uh, you know what? A lot of that I find at the PGA show in Do January. You? I go okay. every year and um, try to get a new product, um, you know, try to help out the family mm. business. Um, just something new and different that, you know, I don't see all the time. And like I said, that's something that they'll be happy to keep on their dresser or, you know, their counter or whatever. Now, just to clarify, the PGA show, you go to the big one down down in Florida. Is that is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because our Carolinas PGA does a – their super show – 
Uh, we do it in February up in Greensboro. And you share a booth, don't you? Yeah, we get a booth. We, we, in fact, we get two booths and combine them. Um, and, and it's us and the Carolinas Golf Association and the Women's Golf Association and uh, Jack and myself and Clarissa and a, a couple others from each association and, and just shaking hands and saying thank you for being supportive and and also at the same time going around because it, it's the same sort of setup, just a lot smaller scale, but uh, with vendors around there that you can go use and utilize some of their products. And it's a good, it's a good couple of days. It's a long couple of days of, uh, uh, of standing on your feet, but it's, it's it's well worth it. Is is your role right now more of a salesman than you expected it to be? Because I always working with you guys, it's always a new sponsor coming on board or a new event or something. Something's always new on the horizon. <laughs> well, you know. I- uh, I like to continue to grow. Um, I like to have win-win-wins for the, you know, bring the, something to the ladies, something from a business where everybody's, you know, yeah. is good. Um, you know, I'd love to do more uh, corporate sponsorships. You know, you can't grow without money. You know, it takes right. money to make money. So um, hopefully I can even spend more time creating deals and partnerships and, and expanding the WSCGA. You know, we're kind of we're looking for a, a – a brick and mortar office i mean we've had for 75 years working out of our house i think it's right. time we have a you know a french store yeah. <laughs> um, to put it <laughs> I hear so, you. um you know stuff like that you know maybe even a, a company car or you know just continue to grow and, yep. and then we can, can expand opportunities i got some event ideas that i'd like to add but oh, i can't sure add without <laughs> i'm sure you do <laughs> Well, real quick, it's talking about event ideas, and I think, oh gosh, I apologize, four or five years now, your women's open. Yes. How many years have we done that now? Uh, set, uh, five. Five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did it at Seabrook for a couple years? Yep, two years, first two. And then the last three years, I guess, we've been at Cobblestone? Yes. Yeah. Been a success? Has it been what you wanted? I mean, have you seen some growth with it? Yeah, it's growing. Um, you know, it's growing every year. Uh, the town of Blythewood is a huge supporter of it, you know. We've had 65 volunteers a day, and most of those are cobblestone members or people from the town, but also people come up from Seabrook still to volunteer and, and everywhere. Um, it's growing. We uh, are legends. So it's four divisions, Senior Pro, which is 45 and over. Um, with Open Pro is 44 and under. Senior Amateur, which is 50 and over, and then uh, Open Amateur, which is 49 and under. Um the biggest growth has probably been our senior professional division. Uh, you know, I email all those ladies and personally I'm like, Hey, you got to put this on your schedule. And, yeah. um, this year we kind of land of lakes got topped on us. And, um, at the senior LPGA championship, like Lita Lindley, uh, uh, Maura Dunn, Rosie Jones, they were all like, I can't believe we can't come play the South Carolina Women's Open. So they'll all be back next year because they all loved it. Even their parents are like, are you coming back to Columbia? So. <laughs> but in an example of Clarissa thinking out of the box, uh, it's not just a golf tournament. I mean, it's a full weekend of days of, of activities. You incorporate a concert in there too, don't you? Yeah, so Keith Burns from Trick Pony is a good friend of mine. He comes in and, and does a show, and um, you know, hopefully we can expand on that too because there's – you know the doco amphitheater there in yeah. town uh so it's just a great venue for a bunch of things to happen well, they do a clinic for the volunteers then they do a pro-am then they play golf for three days and after three days then there's a high school clinic here in columbia correct yes yeah by the pros who played in the tournament uh-huh. yeah, yeah the senior pros stay and do a high school clinic and you'll have 40 to 60 girls i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and we also do what's called blythewood bucks so to encourage people to spend money in the town we give all the players I think twenty dollars each. That's, that's good right. at restaurants in Blythewood to help you know yeah. share the wealth. Well, I know you got a close connection with Blythewood. I mean, you, y'all, y'all, you, obviously, you do a lot with your with your women's open at, at uh, Cobblestone. But uh, y'all are part of a, 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 a rodeo in, in Blythewood too. Is that right? Yeah. So Christy Coggins is, uh, which is their Rock and Double Bar Productions, is their company, uh, is co-owner of the South Carolina Women's Open with the WSCGA and. Uh, Rock and Double Bar produces two rodeos uh, in Blythewood. Actually, the next one is October 28th, 29th, I oh, believe. Great. Um, They're and a good it's great. time. I've taken my kids, you know, I've sat in the WSCGA booth. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the VIP tickets. That's right. We do have a South Carolina Women's Open booth to yeah. entertain our sponsors. Yeah. Um, but in April, the one in April, we had to close the gates because there were so many people. Wow. Um, I tell you, traffic gets backed up when that rodeo I'm comes sure. to Blythewood. And then now, so you do the rodeo, and isn't there a big uh, barbecue thing you, you do around 
in Blythewood in or big barbecue cook-off? Yeah. yeah, the rib cook-off. We rib do cook the rib off. fest in, I believe it's the beginning of April. It's the South Carolina Women's Open to you know promote the pro yeah. and We've gotten pro and teams there from people walking around and tasting our ribs. And we're there from 5 in the morning smoking ribs all day. And uh, this past year they added a chili cook-off, which we got second. And nice. then they added a Bloody Mary uh, competition, which I think we got second. Um, and then on our ribs, we got 10th. Last year, we were 32nd, so we moved up Moving big up. time. Now, the Bloody Mary, is that drinking or concocting that you got second? Well, you got to taste, you, you taste what you promote. So <laughs> now, I've been there. I've stopped by to visit, and they're out there at 630 in the morning getting everything set up and all that. And uh, It's a good time. It is a good time. And the ribs are good. You're a good, good cook, good griller. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and we meet tons of people, so it's fun. Yeah. All right, let's t- real quick while we got you, because I know you can tell the story pretty well. Let's talk about Leanne Walker and the 57-shot <laughs> penalty. Do you remember that? 58, yeah. 58-shot penalty. Oh, my goodness. So, this in uh, 2019, you know, we had all the rules changes, and, um, you know, I just turned senior. I was like, Leanne, it's like, come on, sign up for the Senior LPGA Championship, because you get off career money list is how you get in the tournament. And she's like, okay, well, she hadn't played, and her dad caddied for her years ago on tour, and so... She's like, okay, so she signs up and plays, and he caddies for her. Well, they were unaware of the caddy can't line you up change. Hmm. So on all her putts, the first day and through the for the next five holes, her dad was lining her up on her putts. And on the fifth hole the next day, um, one of the players was like, hey, I don't think you can do that. Um, now, how it got that long for a player to say something is, still baffles me because yeah. um, we do pay attention to what's going on. So – there's that part of it. So she's like, okay. So they get a rules official, and you know, she keeps playing because right now at this point nobody knows what, what's going to happen. And then she finishes, and so she had to go back and count up how many putts her dad had lined her up for, the first, for those holes that he did. Um, and she says she putted bad, so it was a lot. And <laughs> <laughs> so they assessed her a 58 penalty strokes um, oh, for her dad lining her up, which is a Guinness Book of World Record now. <laughs> and uh, and so her name is Leanne Walker. So the great friends that we are, we had hats made up that say Law 58. And whenever we play in a charity event together, that's our team yeah, name. That's funny. <laughs> now, does, does, she, does she complete the, the event? I mean, it's... Signed and posted her card. She said, I've never not signed a scorecard. Yeah. She goes, and I made the mistake. I'm taking my penalties and I'm turning it in. Did they so. put all 58 on that one round when they found it, I guess? They split it up. I think oh, they gave nice. her like 120 for the first round <laughs> and, I don't know, 96. Oh, my gosh. Round, I've so. heard of some things before. I've never heard of a 58-stroke penalty, though. And she's a great lady. Uh, she is a good lady. So yeah. she helps. She volunteers with you guys a bunch. She does. She actually came up yesterday to play in the charity event with us for the Big Red Barn. But she lives in North Carolina, doesn't she? Yeah, Southport. North Carolina she comes yeah. up South Carolina Women's Open she helps she'll be up helping at the rodeo yeah um, if I'm down in that area doing a course setup she'll come meet me and help me do course setup and play so what do you think about uh as far as women's golf and, and especially I guess in the junior ranks getting some of these girls are you seeing more more girls getting involved now or is it is it is participation numbers looking good so there's uh over 800 junior girls in high school age in South Carolina um we see at our clinic that we host on the Monday after the South Carolina Women's Open, most of those girls are ones that have probably never touched a club before and are starting to get into golf, which is fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're traveling much. I think there's so much opportunity for junior girl, for junior events. Um, and we only host a couple. So the only time I see them is at the high school invitational, the foundation championship, the clinic, or our junior state championship. Um, but yeah, there's a ton and it's continuing to grow and, when we were coaching, as we see now, the quality of golf, like, you know, for years we've had, like, world beaters. And then it's kind of like good golfers, but not, you know, world beaters. And it just goes up and down for South Carolina. Well, I know I, I used to tell our parents that, you know, if, if you wanted a, some quick scholarship money, if your girl could bust 80, you'd be in, you know, pretty pretty good shape. And that's changed a little bit. Uh, I think you got to do a little better than that now. But, uh, you know, I know I see – I know with all of, a lot of our junior – events that we do and we had to we had to split up our uh our event we do in Sherall, our, our players championship um um to two different two different venues because mm-hmm. the girls we had so many girls playing in it which was great and it was a good it was a good issue to have to deal with so um just glad to see the numbers are moving let's talk real quick about the event you just got back from uh, the vision cup at yeah. tpc sawgrass 
So uh, it's called the Vision Cup. This was the fifth year of it. It's every other year. It was the top 14 blind golfers in North America versus the top 14 blind golfers uh, for the rest of the world. We were at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, the final round was on the stadium course. The first two rounds were on the Dyer's course. And it was, um, I tell you, it's pretty amazing what they can do. I was the caddy for uh, Chad Naismith, who's a, a B1, as they call it, completely blind, um, two-time national golf blind champion. So, and then he had, they called them, I was the coach, and then we had a caddy. So the caddy brought them out to the ball so they didn't step on a right, you know, fall in a hole or something. And then I would have to tell him the lie of the ball, the yardage, the distance, and then literally put his club down behind the ball, and then I would step away and tell him that he could swing and hit it. Man. And so the B2s uh, are mostly blind. So um, they're like one guy, Paul, uh, he was right here for me. And I was like, well, how much can you see? And he said he could see my shape, but he can't see my face or anything. Wow. Right. So he could tell I was there. But he couldn't see me. Man. And Paul had lost his vision. Um, he was a police captain, NYPD police captain. He lost his vision running into 9-11 uh, to save people. Wow. Um, and then there's the B3s who, um, Kiefer, who's from Canada, 26-year-old guy, great guy, pounds it. Um, he said his vision is uh, 10% acuity, so 250 over 10. Uh, so what we see at 250 yards, like he can only see 10 yards. Oh, wow. And so, or 10 feet, I guess. Um, so it was amazing. It was, uh, you know, they were all just great people across the board. Um, you know, not sensitive. I mean, they were cutting blind jokes the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, wow. it's, so it was pretty funny. And um, But it was quite the experience. I mean, Chad on one hole, we were uh, number 16 on the stadium course. We were 177 yards. He hit his tee shot. Killed it, next one into the water. So we drop it. We're 177 yards uh, to the pin. It's a three hybrid, 12 feet. Wow. This other guy, Sohan, who he's playing short, straight down the middle, he's up on the front of the green in four. So they're both putting for five. Uh, Sohar. Sohar sinks a 60 foot putt for par, and he's completely blind too. <laughs> and you're just like, That's are amazing. you kidding me right now? <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you, too, because, I mean, this game's hard. I mean, this game's hard anyhow. Right. And I feel like I'm blind out there playing this game sometimes. But I can only imagine being blind and trying to make contact with this golf ball that that might as well be moving for me anyhow. But is the success rate pretty consistent as far as them making contact and striking? And, 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 I mean, are there whiffs and frustrations? or The, the, The misses are more everywhere. So, like, you hit it good, or, like, the miss could be, you know, a shank, or um, we didn't – we whiffed it once, but we were in the thick grass. They had trouble when they're on slopes, like the ball above or below their feet was hard. Um, So we went under the ball once. Um, But none of them I saw actually whiffed the ball. Um, But, like, so when I'd line them up, it'd be (laughs) – Interesting. I hope he's not listening to this because he would say, oh, line me up left edge of the green because he was left-handed. He says, I'll draw it. And I was like, okay. And I'm like center of the green, right? You, know? yeah, yeah. you were helping him out. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I got you there. I got you there. And I'm like moving him over to, you know. That's funny. Well, what happened on 17 when y'all played it? Yeah. So he, we're sitting on the tee box and he goes, and he knows like the hole. So like people have described it to him. And he goes, Has, have you ever seen anybody hit it in that front right bunker on I was like, no. He goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, from my knowledge, he goes, no one ever hits it in there. And he hits it dead straight at it. And I was about to laugh because I was getting ready to say, yeah, I've seen someone hit at you. (laughs) But he went just over it onto the green. And then um, Sohar, his guy hit two in the water short and then one long. And then it was match play. So they just gave it to him. Okay, so so it was match play. It was. So the first day was um, alternate shot match play. So hit, switch, alternate. Oh my gosh, this is make this thing harder. And then the second day, cause it took so long to play, it was just hit and then alternate. And then one guy hit the second shot on all the even holes. And one guy hit the second shot on all the odd holes. Wow. So, wow. And then the last day was just straight up singles matches. Okay. I ended up doing a uh, promotional piece for Columbia country club for the member guest tournament. And I was doing some research on golf quotes, and I found a quote 
it was, I can't remember, but it was a guy I'd never heard of. So I did a little investigating. Have you ever heard of the world's worst golf tournament? The world's worst, worst golfers? Sounds no. like a long day. <laughs> they had it at Sawgrass. And so the oh, wow. guy, this dude made like a 47 on 17 to the point where he was down to his last ball and he had to putt it around the putting green, the path to get it on that green. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. When the entry's open for that, I might, that might be something right up my alley. This was definitely <laughs> from the 90s. I don't know if they still do it. but I, I Might have found something I could play in. It was on TV. So. <laughs> I'll come caddy for you. Yeah, there you go. You line me up like you did Chad. Yeah. So back to WSCGA real quick. You guys have your – you have a pretty extensive program when it comes to one days. Yes. I mean, that's a popular thing. Yes. Tell me about that because they're always going on. So we host um, – we try to host three a month. Um, October we host one because there's a lot of member guests, member member tournaments going on, and it's just a hard month. Um, ladies have a lot of club stuff going on. Yeah. Um, we try to split one in the upstate Midlands and the low country every month to give everybody. And we mix up the formats. One will be a stroke yeah. play. One will be a best ball. And one will be a four-person uh, event. Right. Um, our team events uh, get more play than our stroke play. Um, I find that the ladies like to – it's weird to me because when they're playing in a team event, they'll travel, but like stroke play, they won't. But I'm like, but you guys can still travel together. You're just not. But I think it's the more of like their ball doesn't have to count every yeah. hole is what they like. You won't catch me playing a single event. I, I, <laughs> there will be a partner if I'm teeing it up. I'm gonna promise you. Y'all also have a auction every year, an online auction that you raise money for. So the last couple of years, we've done a uh, online virtual raffle. That's it, virtual um, raffle, yeah. Where they just buy the tickets, whatever item they wanted. Um, we're still looking at that. Uh, the state has made uh, filing of raffles a lot more cumbersome, okay. let's just say. And so we're trying to s- avoid having to do all that paperwork and find another. You know, the auctions, you don't have to. It's the raffles, you have to do all that paperwork. You know, I've always told you, talking about the WSCG as well, that I think one of the things I've been most impressed with is, is your, uh, your club representative program i don't yeah. know if it's a program or not but uh they have their annual meeting what in january mm-hmm. and and your club before covid most all the ladies came into one spot and you, you know you had a, basically a club rep for each one of your member clubs which is one of our member clubs and uh i know we we tried to replicate that years ago and it did not go too well for the <laughs> men we didn't quite get the support that y'all got but that i think that's a great opportunity for you to have a direct impact with with your member clubs through through these individuals that can you know speak for you yeah it's great it's our state rep program Um, basically at at most all the clubs we have a lady that's kind of our point of contact Um, a lot for the one days too like we'll send her the agreement say hey can you ask your pro um to make this happen and of course they get it done yeah and uh, <laughs> it's, it's harder to say no to your member than it is to say yeah. no to clarissa or biff I, right. exactly sure exactly that. so uh, it's fantastic and then when we host the event you know we work with them on um arranging our lunches what foods we eat because they know their food best and you know they get us extra volunteers for the event yeah. and so uh, we have a tournament uh coordinator uh, leah bonin who was past president actually hired me she's my tournament coordinator part-time and she works with the state reps and making sure all that part's done and, and we have all that we need. So then basically I just show up on site and you know, run the event, like who are my volunteers, and here we go. If, I wish it was that easy. It's not <laughs> that easy, right? Yeah. Um, all right, so you also have, just like the, the SCGA or JGF, but you have a scholarship for junior golfers, the Bob Handler. Yes, we have the Bob Handler Scholarship. I think that started four years ago. Um, Bob Handler was a philanthropist, uh, art collector. Um, I met him through my friends that owned Bar None. Um, we all we spent Christmas Eve together and Christmas Day and New Year's Day, and he was part of that group. It was okay. the potluck. And, uh, so just a really nice guy. And when he passed away, he left um, a trust um, to uh, a couple of people that are in charge of it and, you know, to do something good with it. And, and they want to, you know, they're, they give money away every year and I said hey I said would you like to do this and they're like absolutely so um and it doesn't go it's open to any senior uh junior girls golfer Uh, you don't have to be going to college to play golf um it's not to necessarily to the it's not to the best golfer actually most of it is uh weighted on your essay yeah um on how golf has made a difference in your life really and so there's three three thousand dollar scholarships that's awesome. That's a good deal. So any, uh, give us a piece of advice to an up-and-coming golfers just getting started. You know, I personally, I would just go say play as much as you can. Enjoy it. Uh, when I grew up, you know, we lived on the golf course. You learned how to get the ball in the hole, and then you learned how to hit the golf ball, basically, yeah. and hit it straight. 
Um, now it's kind of reversed. They learn how to hit the golf ball straight, and they don't learn how to get it in the hole. Right. That's why if you look at it, if you think about it, like all of us older golfers, like we can hit shots. You know, Everybody's amazed by like the shots Tiger hits, and um, we don't think twice about it because we had to learn how to get it to the hole when before we trouble. had to learn how to hit it straight, right? Right. Like you, you had a pretty good imagination. When If you hit it in trouble, you would go for a gap in the trees and such, correct? Yeah, so my uh, my caliber was – uh, I would pick a hole, and as long as at least three golf balls could fit through at the same time, then I could. I was only hit one, so I could go through it. So that would be my my judging of what hole to go. Have through. you seen the change in the women's game that we've seen with the men's game, which is distance, just hitting it forever and forever and forever? Um, you know, they're hitting it longer. I think. Uh, I think from what I've been told with the LPGA, you know, when I played, the greens would be as hard as this table. I think they've softened them up so they can throw more darts and hence more birdies. Um, fairways were always still firm and fast, like the table. Um, I, I think they just somehow they don't have any nerves. I don't get that. I mean, for Madison <laughs> uh, Messimer, who's you know 14, to have eight birdies and just not even see a change, yeah. you're just right. like, wow. If I was having eight birdies when I was 14, I'd be like, holy crap. You <laughs> no, know? <laughs> no, no. Oh man. Yes. So, but I think you know they are hitting it further. I think they're you know, like I said more technique in golf swing you know so it was just like feel and yeah feel like you're hitting it over here well i know with the men's you know even with our stuff i our amateur we just did at the dunes club it was i was totally down as eye-opening for me is just the difference of you know somebody my age or a little bit younger i gotta keep reminding that somebody much younger uh you know having to navigate fairway bunkers that are out there now but these kids that are 25 and younger and they're just bombing it and just yeah. it just the bunkers don't even come to play for them so i mean it's changing the game a little bit well it's true but remember biff when we grew up we were playing with persimmon heads too true true, <laughs> true. a lot of balls persimmon heads, but yeah <laughs> still don't manage to hit it very far with the new stuff either <laughs> what clubs are you playing with today so i'm playing i play with 14s it's a japanese golf company okay. um driver through putter um that's great, but actually, I have some new clubs I think arriving today. Do you really? Um, yes, a pro uh, concept. What Lydia Coe's playing with? Haven't seen him. My guy that was with fourteen forever. I ran him to the PGA show. He's like, Clarissa, are you still playing fourteens? I said, Yeah. He goes, We got to get those out of your hands. And so <laughs> I was like, Well, send me some. We'll right. see. I haven't seen him. Never even swung one. So hopefully. Are you big equipment person? I mean, is that? I don't change very often. Okay. The only reason I would change is if you give me. You know, 10, 20 yards and still straight. You know, I have the same driver for the last seven years, and I just was never one to change much. Yeah. It would have to make a difference to change. You know, if I'm hitting it 20, far, 20 yards further, but, you know, more offline, then that's not going to help me any. Well, no, it was pretty long anyways. Well, let me ask you this, too, talking about your game. Uh, do, do you practice? Are you, a big, are you a big range rat? Do you go out and beat balls in between these tournaments you're playing in and, and all this time you spend on the golf course running tournaments? No, I don't uh, practice at all. So you will play in the dogfight over at the Spur every now and then, won't you? I Yeah, I haven't yet this to, year, though. Okay. To yep. get ready, that's when I always – Yeah. She said, I'll go play in the dogfight real quick. So, yeah. I'm impressed you play because, I mean, I, I, I tell you, I mean, people ask me, Biff, you don't, what do you mean you don't play? I mean, I think I've played four times this year. And, and for me, you know, we're on the golf course so much running tournaments and doing all golf, 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 and I get a day off, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't really want to go to the yeah. golf course again. I don't I don't like shooting 85, but I'm not going to go out there and practice either, so right. I'm just deal with what I got. So for you to go out and actually compete, I think it's pretty incredible. Oh, thanks. I do like her license plate says late for tee off. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday I was playing in the Big Red Barn, and I had an appointment in the morning. 9 o'clock, shotgun start. I pull into the truck parking lot at 10 in the guy pulls me up he goes did you come in in that convertible i said yeah he goes that license plate is perfect for you late <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> late. Man. i guess uh I, I don't want to pass over this you're a cancer survivor correct yes. um two time or one time uh, well i had two simultaneous cancers man so um and they say that when you have for some reason when you have two simultaneous the success rate is 20 percent higher so Okay. There's that. Um, so it'll be nine and a half years. Well, Next yeah. April will be 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. It's good to still have you here with us. Yes, it's yeah. good to still be here. <laughs> Talk to us about your board and your the organization a little bit real quick. So you've got, you've got your group of ladies on the board. Mm -hmm. Then you've got your foundation board. Mm -hmm. And then you've got your state reps. Yes. So that's a lot. That, that would keep you busy alone right there, answering all those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I have a, a great board. Um, a lot of uh, it's a lot of business women. A lot of them are working. 
Um, but great insight and, uh, you know, they're just, they're right on it. You know, they might, half of them might zoom to a meeting now because they're working, but you know, you send an email and it's like, Hey, you know, well, we started a sponsorship committee. So, um, like we just did a partnership with the South Carolina senior, uh, sports classic. Okay. Um, and then two days ago I got a phone call of another company wanting to do a partnership. And so now I actually have some people to bounce it off with and then be like, all right guys, this is what I got. I said, I won't be able to touch this till the middle of next week, you know, you guys got any thoughts before I you know, come back to it? I'm telling you, man, always on the go, that girl. I'm telling you, it doesn't so. stop. It doesn't stop. So anything we left unsaid you'd like to say? Oh, my. <laughs> Open mic. Yeah. yeah. Here's your opportunity. Here's my opportunity. <laughs> well, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, let, let me say this, and I, I just want to thank you. I mean, like I said, we, we've, been, we've known each other for a long time, um, but then, you know, professionally here in the last five, six years, and uh, it's been a pleasure to work with y'all and, and to, to – to, to work together with our associations, the Carolinas Golf Association, working together for golf in, in South Carolina in particular and doing what we all try to strive to do, which is grow the game of golf. Yes. I think that's the ultimate goal, no matter what our different programs are and what we do. Uh, we support each other. I know y'all support us with our golf ball and some other things we do. We support y'all with your Women's Open and um, you know some of the things y'all do. We give you the article in, the, in our magazine, yeah. the Palmetto Golfer. You may help y'all get some of your information out there. And now that we're three times a year, you know, uh, so it it's a great partnership and we've enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to continuing that partnership and moving on and, and bigger and better things for our future. Yeah, I mean, we appreciate. I appreciate it. Um, it helps me be able to do some things. I mean, even the course ratings. Oh, yeah. You know, That's you guys, right. We, we do it together, ratings, but it yeah. comes out of your house. And uh, um, We never even got to talk about that fun stuff. Oh, that's, that was real <laughs> fun stuff. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> so, but, no, we appreciate all you guys do and working together. And, um, you know, in the small scheme of things, I'm kind of the new person. Again, you've been doing this pretty much your whole life with your dad. Yeah. Um, even though I do have seniority since I was hired like six months before you well, as executive director. Maybe in the executive director saying. position, but I've been licking envelopes since I was six. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <It's> very true. <laughs> well, Chris, it's been great having you on here. Thank you for taking time out of that busy schedule of yours. I don't know how you find time to do much else, but we appreciate you being on here with us. Thanks for having us.